Routines are really important for consistency and helping with the flow of any person's day. Think about it. When you have a routine, you can ensure that there is a time allotted for the big parts of your day, and it'll also help you to not forget to do something. But if you or your students are anything like me, you still find joy in those spontaneous moments that pop up in your day and end up adding a different spice, flair, excitement to that already established routine that you have set up for your day. Being spontaneous can keep students on their toes and it can spark a new love and a new passion for learning. So I am going to share two activities that take no time to get up and running and will really create a genuine love for reading and writing right before your eyes. If you are ready to hear something I have implemented for over a decade, I will meet you inside. Welcome to the Literacy Dive podcast, a podcast for educators who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing instruction. I'm your host, Megan, a true lover of all things literacy. Join me each week as we dive into teaching tips, engaging ideas, and actionable step-by-step strategies and examples to help you close the gap and lead confidently with best practices. I'm all about keeping things simple and digestible so that you can implement what you learn here as soon as tomorrow. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back. I am so glad you are tuning in today, especially because I am a true lover of sparking engagement in our young readers and writers, and I love to do this in really, really, really creative ways. If you love the ideas that are shared today, I would be most grateful if you would share this episode with a friend or your community. You can text them the link. You can screenshot and post this episode on Instagram. I mean, any way that you can share this and get it into the ears of more educators is always appreciated, so thank you in advance. Now, today's topic is spontaneous routines that really do work. I know we all have moments in the day where the lesson ends early, where students become disengaged and bored, everyone is just burnout or tired, you have an assembly that leaves that small chunk of, let's just be honest, annoying time, or you have a few minutes in between your daily schedule where you consider them what I like to call dead minutes because there's not much that you can do in that little amount of time. I am here to tell you that every single minute can be accounted for and can be used if you have ideas in your back pocket as your go-to activities when those minutes come up. I found that when I started implementing the activities that I'm going to share with you today, I actually ended up finding minutes in my day by creating that time because of the result it had on my students. Smiles, laughter, engagement, a burst of energy, and most importantly, them asking when we could do it again. I mean music to my ears. So I'm going to share my game changer of an idea second, but let's dive in to the first idea. 
Now, I don't know about you, but I grew up with something that we called Dear Time being implemented, and this stands for Drop Everything and Read. So the acronym DEAR is what that stands for. If you have never heard of Dear Time, it was an incredible initiative in which reading was prioritized. It was a school-wide initiative where the principal that I had at the school, I'm the student, would randomly come onto the loudspeaker weekly and call out, Dear, no matter what we were doing in class, everyone stopped, grabbed any book or text, anything that they could read, and began to read for pleasure. It was awesome. Now, we were eager to stop what we were doing, and not that we didn't want to do whatever subject we were in, but because this was just out of the norm, it was something that just brought on this big level of like this excitement rush, and we just really loved it. So we were eager to stop what we were doing. We would grab a book or grab an article or grab something that we could read, And we could sit wherever we wanted, and we could just read for enjoyment. I wish I had a video of what we looked like. If you can close your eyes right now and picture it, my teacher would be teaching math, social studies, science, writing, reading, SEL, because we did have that at the time. It wasn't referred to as SEL, but that's what it's referred to today. That's just a character ed part of our day. And when we heard the popping of the loudspeaker, Most times, we knew. Our eyes would beam. We would often jump up from our seats or jump up off the floor. We would drop our materials and dash to the classroom library. Uh, We got to sit at our seats and just get lost in the adventure, the world, or life of whatever it is that we chose to read. This spontaneous routine was one that I can say stuck with me forever. When I finally became a teacher, DEAR was not a school-wide initiative, but I absolutely implemented this into my classroom because of the effect that it gave to me and to my classmates that were not necessarily the biggest fans of reading and writing. My big aha moment was truly in my first years of teaching when I realized that this practice could still be just as effective as it was several years prior when I was in grade school, and so I wanted to try it. And boy, am I glad that I did. I did do things a little differently, of course. I would call out deer sometimes, or I would actually play a chime or play a certain sound to signal that it was actually time to drop everything and read. The chime, I will say, was helpful, or just any audio noise was helpful as a reminder to begin, but also it was a signal to actually end that spontaneous time without me having to use my words. But sometimes I would call out, let's drop everything and read, because it was just exciting. I also... Always had an exploration bed of books available for students to pull from. It would include the current social studies or science topics. I also had a small easel that I would keep my read-alouds on, like my recent read-alouds, and I also would have an area where I would have my seasonal books. And so those would all become options for this time. You can choose to let those be off limits, but for me, it was completely fine. But I did not stop there. I also had, and actually still currently have today, a BookFlix membership 
So at that time, students could use the few laptops and tablets that we did have access to to listen to an audiobook. And I made sure to have five to six names posted per week so that my students knew that there was a digital option available for them if they wanted it during that spontaneous reading time. I also eventually would allow students to buddy up and read together during this time. And this only happened once my students had a good understanding of this reading time and also showed that they were very responsible with their time and with their reading. I honestly would not allow for partner reading until at least after a month and a half or so. And when I was ready to do this, I would introduce and model this partner buddy structure to them. But first, I just want to explain how this drop everything and read time looks and sounds because setting it up is so easy. Now, as I'm going through this, I want you to remember some of these structures for the next activity that I share with you, but I'm going to walk through a little bit more in depth this first time because then you'll be able to apply it and I'll show some differences, some minor tweaks on my other activity. So first, while you are teaching, you are going to randomly pause mid-talk and ring your chime, sound your alarm, or call out, let's drop everything and read. Now, the first time you introduce this, you are going to need to explain the why for it, and you will want to model acceptable and unacceptable behaviors during this time. This can honestly sound something like, reading is so important, and I want you to enjoy it more in our classroom. I'm going to begin a new routine where I'm going to give you a little time to enjoy books of your choice with no strings attached. In fact, during this time, I'm going to do the same thing. Now, our buzzword, or you could say our buzz phrase, is going to be dear, or you can just say drop everything and read, or you might want to use the sound. So instead, you could say our special sound is going to be, and then you would want to play that sound that they should listen for. And then you're just going to follow it with saying, when you hear this word or sound, You are going to drop everything you're doing and read. We are going to try this right now. So you're just going to kind of get the excitement going, ramp them up. And then once you have their excitement and their curiosity, you're going to say, I want to first share some expectations for this fun reading time with you. You should be enjoying a book of your choice, actively reading or looking at the pictures sitting in a place that is comfortable and conducive to your learning, and staying quiet so we don't disturb others. And by saying it that way, it's almost putting a very positive spin that this is going to be something that's for us, and we want to just make sure that we are having the best experience possible. Then you also want to share, this is not a time to run around the room to get others off task by talking to them or whispering to them or being unkind to our books. You just want to kind of think about what would apply to your situation. So you can definitely add or take away whatever I've just said as a little script you could say, but you just basically want to kind of set the tone, but leave it open for the curiosity. Now, because this is planned, 
and you want to teach them this, you actually would want to pause while you're actually teaching. So be strategic with your pause. It can be toward the beginning or end of a lesson. It could be in the middle of a two-step activity. So maybe the first step is going to be to collaborate and talk about something. And then the second step is for them to do something independent. You could just do this right in the middle of there. You want to be strategic, but It actually does not throw off students as much as someone might think it does. It actually just gives them a little rejuvenated boost, and then they can actually resume whatever that subject was, and they can just continue on like normal. You also want to show them the places that they can select books, and you want to allow them to ask questions and to offer suggestions too. This will be a great time for you to agree or you can actually correct what you wish for that spontaneous reading time to be like based on what they are saying or suggesting. When you are modeling this, you are going to want to make sure that your students actually have out whiteboards or they're working at their desks on something because that is going to be the perfect time to model this because it is going to look a variety of ways depending on when you call this out in your day. So you'll just want to call out the word or make the sound and let them practice. This is your time to ensure that they understand the assignment and that they are clear with the expectations, and you can be able to follow up and correct anything that you wish to see. So after you kind of introduce that this is what you're going to be doing, and then you're going to allow them time to practice and you're talking about it, then you're going to want to try it again later that day or the very next day. Doing this more frequently is going to give them the opportunity to practice, and you only really need to give them about five to seven minutes. Think about the length of a brain break. Honestly, no longer than 10 minutes is really needed for this, and while you want to do it more frequently in the beginning to allow them to practice and understand it, you can then space it out to your desire or to your liking later on. I am briefly interrupting this episode to paint a picture for you. Imagine this, your students engaged, focused, smiling, laughing, eager to share, not even looking at the clock, and all of this because they are truly enjoying the craft of writing. This is a result when you begin disguising writing in a way where students have maximum buy-in, but don't even realize they're actually doing it. These daily writing disguised routines can be done in just 10 minutes or less each day and will increase stamina, build confidence, provide opportunities for writing skill practice, and will leave your students craving more. So who's ready to eliminate the moans, those groans, and maybe even tears? If that's you, go ahead and head to theliteracydive.com slash disguise to learn more about these daily writing disguise collections. Now, as I mentioned that my aha moment was how effective this reading time was so many years later after I myself experienced it in my own classrooms, I then had another aha moment. I literally sat and thought, okay, if my students love the spontaneous action of dropping everything they're doing to enjoy reading a book with no strings attached, I just bet they would respond the same way to writing, so I explored the idea of drop everything and write. 
Now, I want to dive into this with you because I know that writing is a subject and a part of the day that a lot of students are reluctant toward. They dread it, and even you might dread teaching it for a variety of reasons. But I just know that whenever we think about what are our students not the strongest in or what do they really dislike the least, I try to think of creative ways to make this something that they actually enjoy. So drop everything and write was just something that popped in my mind based on drop everything and read. Now, before you begin, you are definitely going to want to identify a few times within your day that you can spontaneously call out, drop everything, let's write, or a time where you can signal your sound for this writing time to begin and then to end. Now, this is going to help you stay prepared and unpredictable when implementing this unexpected five to 10 minutes of writing time. Now, recognize that while drop everything and read is more about enjoying reading, drop everything and write should be a little bit more structured and not super, super loose because this is a time that you can really get some solid writing practice and skills happening with your students that they are going to enjoy. However, you are still going to want to find times when you can throw structure out the window and allow students to just write for whatever purpose they want. And there are really, honestly, so many genres that my students knew that they could always reference, and those came from our writing center. They would be reminded by viewing those genre posters. So I'm going to leave a link for you in the show notes so that you can see the free choice writing genres that they could select from for this time if I didn't prepare a more structured writing task for them. But structure is truly key because while you still want them to have a choice and use their creativity, you also want to prevent students from getting stuck as they try and get started, especially if they are already reluctant to the idea of writing. You will want to make sure that you are always prepped and ready to go, and I would suggest try using a low prep or no prep writing activities that can easily be executed super quick to clean up because, again, the goal here is not to pull out a lot of materials. You will focus on spontaneous writing with what students already have access to, pencils and paper. You might want to have special paper, whether it's lined, blank, colorful, ready for this spontaneous writing time that students are, you know, required to grab while they're waiting for the big reveal of the writing activity, but that is completely up to you. So here are the steps for drop everything and write. Much like the steps for reading, you will want to explain the why and also model what it should look like because this is a little bit more structured. It's going to look a little bit more guided until you are ready to get more loose by allowing partner writing or free choice writing or something like that. Now, first, you're going to want to do an actual quick and fun activity with them. So yes, with your students, you're going to have a fun writing activity, and upon completion, you're going to say, this writing activity was really enjoyable, and there will be so many more opportunities for these fun activities to enter our classroom. Now, when you hear, drop everything, let's write, or if you want to play your audio sound, you would want to play that at that time. 
That will be your cue that a fun writing activity is about to begin. You will want to grab your pencils and paper and you will want to get ready. It doesn't matter what we are doing when you hear the phrase, drop everything, let's write. Or if you're doing a sound, when you hear the sound, we are going to drop what we're doing and focus on writing. Got it? So I typically just say something like that. But the key here is that the activity needs to be fun. It needs to be achievable because you have to get that student buy-in literally on like the first try. So after that, you will then find another time the next day or sometime that same week to practice this new spontaneous form of writing. Now, again, this is new, and anytime you want to get something into a routine, you have to allow that time for practice. So I would say, like, the next day, implement this, but at latest, have it that same week. Again, doing it more frequently in the first few weeks so that your students become familiar is going to be what they need. They need that excitement. They need that buy-in. They need to experience what it feels like. And after you implement this new routine, you will then want to let one to two students share their writing out loud. You can also have every student share by turning to a partner and taking turns sharing their writing, but that share time piece is important for a couple of reasons. One, it shows that we write to an audience, and then two, well, in order for students to have something to share, they actually have to write. So by you doing that share time, it's going to allow them to get motivated to write something because there are not many kids who don't want to share. Finally, you are then going to resume your normal scheduled program. So you're going to allow for that quick writing time to be filled with exploration and fun They will remember the way that they felt when they were able to do that activity that you provided for them, and it's going to be the best feeling ever. Then you're just going to segue them back into whatever you just stopped to drop everything and do that writing, and then you'll continue your lesson. So that is kind of how the structure works. It is truly that simple. Your only responsibility is to choose your activities and call out Drop everything. Let's write. Now, some of my favorite activities for this spontaneous writing time, because again, I mentioned that you pretty much have to like nail this on the first time so that you can get those students excited for this spontaneous type of writing. But some of my favorites for this that are quick, easy to implement are quick writes, would you rather, pick for writing, something like building words. Now, really briefly, Quick writes, those are great for brainstorming and for generating ideas. It is completely open for creativity in terms of what genre a student wants to write about, but there's truly no wrong response with this activity as long as they are focusing on the topic that you choose, whether you are stating a word or showing an image. An activity like Would You Rather is a popular game that students already know, so there is no teaching them how to do that activity. But this is a great one because students can actually get to know each other by sharing their opinions of something that they would rather select over something else. And this activity is going to allow them to actually write about it. So this is going to be a great one. It does not take a lot of time. And it's just a fun, popular game for kids, but you can add a writing spin to it. 
Pick for writing allows for interesting story writing because kids are going to have to use four words or four pictures in their writing. Now, this writing is open, so it can be realistic, it can be fictional, it can be silly, it can be whatever they want to make of it. So that can be a lot of fun. And then building words is awesome to work on simple spelling in a game-like format. And then having students writing simple sentences or a story with those words that they found that they were able to build and create. So if they're just writing sentences, this can be a heavy focus on capitalization and punctuation and isolation. And so they're practicing these skills, but it's just in a really fun, spontaneous way. Now, there are so many other activities that you could choose from like these, and I have a collection of different types of activities that I've created that can be found on Teachers Pay Teachers or through the Daily Writing Disguise. I will leave links for you in the show notes, but the whole idea is that you are just getting them writing for a brief time in the middle of a spontaneous lesson and getting maximum excitement going. As you can tell, I love doing this, and so you could probably hear it in my voice, but I'm telling you, it is so worth trying. So for this, some final tips and reminders for this spontaneous drop everything and read or drop everything and write routine. You are going to want to first keep it random. Find different times of day that would work well to try this. Think before or after recess, before or after lunch as a daily warm-up, at the end of a day, as a wrap-up, during transitions, times like that. Second, you're going to want to make it a routine. This allows a seamless implementation with repetition and practice to happen. And all you have to do is really think about what works for you. Is this daily? Is it every other day? Is it once a week? Just stick with what works for you and it's going to be excellent. Third, you really want to be prepared. You want to have your activities loaded and ready for execution. If you're using audio or some type of, you know, signal outside of the words, you want to have that somewhere nearby ready to go so that there's very little time being wasted in between stopping, starting, stopping, and resuming. So think no prep or very, very low prep. And for, again, for these like ready-made options, especially for writing, be sure to check the show notes for some ideas. Fourth, you really want to think ahead. So for your students, if you're doing the drop everything and read, have those books, like bins of books handy for students. This is important because they might not know what to grab. And so they can have a place that they can specifically go to to choose a book quickly and get to reading. So just think ahead if you have students who need a little support or they have a hard time making decisions, do what you can to make that a little bit quicker for them so they can enjoy in this moment. And then fifth, oh, I love this one because you can do this with anything. So you could also, and these are things that I've tried before, so I'm going to share them because I love sharing what I've tried, but you could call out drop everything and blank. So in there, you can insert drop everything and solve. And for that, you would maybe have a math problem that pops up and everyone has to stop what they're doing and solve that math problem. You could say drop everything and respond. And for that, there might be a response question. 
And for this, I don't mean like a reading response question where they have to read a paragraph and then respond to it. I just mean maybe you have like a question of the day and all they have to do is respond to that. Or you could do like drop everything and reflect. And again, I grew up with like character education types of things. And so when thinking about implementing SEL, the social emotional learning topics, you could just do like drop everything and reflect. And for that, you would have one of those SEL topics that might pop up on a screen or that you might read aloud, and then you have to give them some time to reflect on like what they would do, what is right, or something like that. So you can truly have so much fun with this, and you can be able to think about what is it that your students need, and you can find this spontaneous routine to help aid in a solution for getting them stronger and getting them to master this. So I hope you and your students enjoy Drop Everything and Read, Drop Everything and Write, or Drop Everything and Blank as much as I do and as much as my students have had over the years. Now to wrap this episode up, I want to leave you with a powerful quote. I came across this quote while I was reading a couple weeks ago and I instantly thought about a teacher from my past. And so I want to leave this quote with you and just kind of like, I don't know, give you a little bit of something to chew on until you come back here next week. The quote is from Henry Adams and it reads, a teacher affects eternity. They can never tell where their influence stops. And from this quote, I hope that you realize how instrumental you are in the lives of every single student you get the opportunity to teach. Teaching is such a gift, such a reward, and I know you will be a name that your students will remember and say aloud when they grow up to do amazing things in the world, and all they want to do is attribute those along the way who inspired, encouraged, and left a mighty impact on them. So as I had stated, when I came across this quote, I instantly thought of a teacher who greatly impacted me, who made me want to become a teacher, who helped instill a love for writing within me, and who empowered me into believing I could do anything I wanted to do. And that teacher was Mrs. Marie St. Clair. And actually, I was very inspired by her amazing husband, Rick St. Clair, as well. And sadly, Mrs. St. Clair passed away July 4th, 2022. And while I wanted to visit her and actually a friend of mine who we were just like best friends in high school and we still talk today, but we both loved Mrs. St. Clair so much and we actually wanted to make plans to visit her, but we unfortunately were not able to get that opportunity to do so. However, I told her multiple times how just inspiring as she was to me and how much she meant to me. And I am so grateful that I was able to tell her how much she truly impacted my life and how much she is really the person who helped me to be everything that I am in the world of education. And I'm just really grateful I was able to tell her that. So if you have a teacher who influenced you and you have the opportunity Take the time to reach out to them and just share with them how much they mean to you, how they inspired you, because truly a teacher affects eternity and they will never know how far their influence is going to go and where their influence will actually stop. 
the biggest heartwarming thing that has happened to me now that my kindergartners are now in college and out of college and things like that by this point in time. What's really exciting is that I have several of them who are actually doing that for me. And one day your students are going to do the same and reach out to you. So I just wanted to leave you with that quote because it really just spoke to me and I hope that it can speak to you. And I'm so excited for the day where your students are emailing you, sending you messages on social media, and just pouring out to you how much you were a lasting impression on them. And oftentimes, it's going to be far beyond what we could ever think or imagine that our impact could actually leave on a child. So it's just so exciting. At any rate, I hope you enjoyed the topic of today. And again, if this spoke to you or if you know someone who would benefit from this type of structure of spontaneous routines, please, please, please share this link to the podcast with them and just get it out into the community of educators so that they can be able to try these activities too. I look forward to being back with you next Monday. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to click that follow button so you never miss a new episode. And if you are enjoying what you hear, please consider sharing this podcast with a friend. Until the next episode, we can hang out over on Instagram at The Literacy Dive, and you can search The Daily Writing Disguise in your web browser to dive into a stockpile of creative writing activity collections created by me, with student engagement in mind. For literacy resources and support, you can search The Literacy Dive on TPT. I'll catch you in the next episode.